This is episode 84 of season 3 of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will have our fall listener race recap show. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Sue. And I'm Megan, and this is season three of Runner Girls, three women brought together by love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. Yes, and apparently some people that we know are training for different types of events. So, uh, Megan, I want to hear about this right now because we were just talking about it, and I am fascinated by this Krispy Kreme challenge. Yes, I um, saw somebody post about it in a local Facebook group, and I went researching it because I'd never heard of it. And uh, there's some backstory to it, like some college kids at NC State University a couple years ago, like back in 2007, got together in December and were like, okay, we're going to run and eat donuts and time ourselves. (laughs) Awesome. So now it's evolved into this big event starting at NC State University where you run two and a half miles to a local Krispy Kreme, you have to eat a dozen donuts, and then run back two and a half miles, all in under an hour to be considered for awards. Wow. Okay, so I have a ton of questions. (laughs) All right, first of all, who's doing this? Is it you? No, it is not me. I do not like Krispy Kreme donuts that much, nor running and eating. So... (laughs) Marshall volunteered to take on the challenge. That's awesome. And the race is in February, which um, doesn't work out for me because now I'm like, I really want to do this. And apparently the only one is in North Carolina that I know of. Um, But okay, so you you run two and a half miles and then you eat all 12 donuts at once. You can't like run back with them and eat them as you're running. You have to eat them all at once. From what I could find, they like check you they check your mouth and they check your box and it has to be empty before you can leave again if you want to be considered for the awards because there's two categories there's the competitive categories and then the casual category in the casual category you can eat as many or as few donuts as you want and still run you just aren't really in the running for an award okay i think you should get a special award if you eat multiple dozens Yeah, I'm I'm more confused at this point about the logistics because it's 8,000 runners going to one Krispy Kreme all getting a dozen donuts. Oh, well, at different paces, right? Yeah, but then what, you could have 100 people all at the same time. How, are they, that, how many donuts is that? That's crazy. 8,000 runners? Yes, I was reading they cap it at 8,000. So I was like... Oh, I had to sign up yesterday because I didn't want Marshall to miss out on his chance. And so it's been this interesting, okay, how does this really work and what do they do? And talking to other people about it, I guess um, two years ago maybe or last year, they'd actually truck in donuts from Fayetteville, North Carolina Mm -hmm. to Raleigh because they didn't have enough at the local Krispy Kreme. So they trucked them in for the runners. How far away is that? I'm not sure. I would assume an hour to two. Okay, so oh, they're but... they're still pretty fresh. They're not that old, hopefully. <laughs> so then my other question was going to be, I, well, I guess you probably don't get to 
pick which flavor donuts you get. Nope, you get your plain glazed. Like uh, like the soft honey dipped ones? Or is it like, it's not cake donuts, right? It's like the, the chewier ones. Yes. Okay. Yum. <laughs> I mean, it, I like running and I like donuts, but I'm sure if I were eating a dozen of them and then running two and a half miles, I would feel differently. But I guess if you run the first two and a half miles really fast, then you can give yourself more time coming back, right? Yes, and we are now in the stages of training. Mm-hmm. We've only started donut training right now, but <laughs> not running training. That that will be coming because uh, we timed it out. It took Marshall four minutes and 23 seconds to eat six donuts today. Oh. So it, we're allowing for 10 minutes for a dozen donuts currently, which means the five miles have to be run at a... 10 minute per mile pace. I could do that. <laughs> if I could be- eat donuts that fast. Yes. So we're training and fast eating donuts. And today he only had coffee, not water with it. So I'm thinking if we get the water and I was pulling some competitive eating tips, mm-hmm. you know, like how they dunk it in the water and get it all real soft and then don't really chew. They just kind of swallow. Yeah. So we're trying to figure out how to make it the... That's going to make the running back more difficult, though, because then you have, like, undigested donuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So we're <laughs> trying to figure out, and we've already mapped out how to, um, like, a course from the local Krispy Kreme. That's two and a half miles. So we'll actually be trying out this run two and a half miles to Krispy Kreme, eat donuts, run two and a half back. Nice. Like, we are very seriously... Um, <laughs> training for a donut challenge. I want to do it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, my strategy would be run two and a half miles as fast as I possibly can and then catch my breath, theoretically, while I'm eating a dozen donuts and then just try and make it back in time. (laughs) That sounds like so much fun. Good luck to Marshall. I'm excited about this now. And would he be willing to come on the show and tell us about his experience? I think, yes, he says, what, the video you have won't be enough. (laughs) So I'm going to try to take lots of pictures and video. Awesome. Incriminating evidence. (laughs) Yes. So how are you doing tonight, Katie? You sounding a little rough? Yeah, I'm just fighting off this cold. It started out just as a a sore throat. Um, I'm going to say maybe Thursday. And it's just kind of progressively gotten worse, and now it's more into my chest. So not feeling the best, but it could definitely be worse. I'm hoping it doesn't get that way. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Just come back from a nice little vacation in Georgia, and now you're sick. I know. I think it's been going from one extreme to the other. Here we had 84 degrees in Savannah. Mm to I was running in 40 degree weather Saturday morning so wow <laughs> bit of a temperature shift yeah that's that's a crazy drop yep that goes to show you what fall and winter are like here in the south one day you could have 40 degrees the next day you're out there sweating in short sleeves so <laughs> you never know what you're going to get well i'm i'm sorry to hear you're sick and i hope you feel better soon thanks me too <laughs> So I found, like, it turns out, you know how I, I talk a lot of, on the podcast about, like, 
when I'm going through training and, and I train a lot for different races. And one thing that I notice is that when I don't have a race to train for, I tend to fill my not as much running time with um, cleaning my house. So like when I was injured, I was doing a lot of house cleaning. And then like the day after my first marathon, I think I cleaned my entire bathroom. And so I, I, I found that to still hold true. I've been cleaning my house a lot recently. <laughs> and I think part of the reason is when I train a lot, I tend to slack off around the house because there's only so many hours in the day and I also clean for a living. So it's the last thing I want to do after work. Well, yeah, lately I've been catching up on everything and, and the house looks great. And uh, yeah, so that's what I've been <laughs> spending my time on. And I, I just kind of feel like aimless. So I've been trying to think about where do I go from here, you know, running wise and goal wise and life wise and all of that. But things are good here. Jeff just got laid off from his most recent job through his union at a, a power company and a nuclear power company. And um, they go through these shutdowns every year. And then when the job ends, when the shutdown's over, then um, he goes back to looking for other carpentry work through the union. So that just ended. And so he's back home. And then the kids are doing well. I've got chorus concerts coming up. Ethan's all over the place. He was doing community service yesterday at a penny sale or something. I don't know. Um, penny sale? What is that? Um, okay, so our community center in our town holds a penny sale where basically you can you buy like raffle tickets and they're a penny each. Mm -hmm. And you go around, there's all different prizes that you can put your tickets in for. So basically, the more tickets you put in for something, then the better your chance of getting the prize. Okay. And so, um, so yeah, he was helping out with that and um, like announcing prizes and all that stuff. So he was there all day. It turned out to be late into the night kind of thing, which we were really surprised at. But he got a lot of his um, community service hours done. So that was cool. And he had a lot of fun. That's a that's a fun kind of event to participate in. We used to go to penny sales, you know, local fundraiser type things, and when the kids were younger, and it was always a fun time. So, so yeah, so that's what he was doing, and um, I'm just sitting here. I've been editing video podcasts, so our latest Savannah recap is now up on the website as of like two hours ago, and yeah, that was a lot of fun to do, and it was fun looking back on our experience in, in Savannah. So, all right, so why don't we move along to running and find out if anybody has had time to run this week? All right. Megan, how has your running been going? Have you been running this past week? I did. Not a whole lot. Wednesday, I was off work because it was Veterans Day, and it was really nice out. It was 60 and sunny. Nice. And I went in the middle of the day, which has now become really weird for me to run when it's sunny out. I'm like, what? What is this? You're like, people do this? And took Luna to the local park, and we got about a mile in. It was, it was more difficult to run in the middle of the day than I'm used to. Mm -hmm. And we dodged a lot of kids on bikes and moms and other dogs. It was a busy day at the park. Kids throwing footballs and everything. I was like, okay, let's go, and I was kind of on a time crunch, and it was the middle of the day, and I just felt weird running. So we got a mile in, and I was good with that. 
So nice. I had to take the puppy out and get her outside a little bit. She was excited. Yeah, I bet she was thrilled to get outside, go for a run, and then go to the park. Yeah. And um, then yesterday morning, I got out and did four miles, which the whole time I'm running it, I'm like, this is really hard. Why is it so hard to run four miles? I just ran 13. <laughs> I've run 13 all the time. And then when I finished, I looked at my pace and it, I had averaged 10.59 nice. for all four miles. And I'm like, oh, that's probably exactly why this was so hard because I ran really fast much harder than I have been running. And uh, so that was nice. It was chilly. It was only 37 when we started yesterday morning. It sounds like you running all these half marathons is paying off, huh? Yes. And I am excited because what I did for this in-between time before I start um, looking at marathon training for next fall. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because I, I don't think I've brought that up on the show yet. No. I turned 26 in March. So I said to myself, that'd be cool to run 26 miles in my 26th year. So right now, I was thinking about a spring marathon. But that basically would have put me starting to train last week. I don't think it's smart because I had some of the issues this fall mm-hmm. training for my half. So I want to just get stronger and build a strong base without any injury and consistently run 15 to 20 miles a week before I start marathon training. Yeah. And then I got thinking too, it'd be as much as it would suck to marathon train over the summer, it'd be smarter because I have so much more time over the summer. Whereas this time of year, I just teach a lot and it's crazy. So spending my time over summer training would be good. Yeah. The great thing about training for a marathon during the summer is obviously your body adjusts to the heat and then come race day hopefully it's cooler than all the weather you trained in so you feel way faster yeah and I noticed that was my fall half this year where I really trained and majority of it was in the heat when it was only 50 or low 60s on race day I was like oh this is amazing (laughs) this is nice this feels great and so that's my goal so I've been desperately researching fall marathons around North Carolina mm-hmm. because I don't want to have to travel too far. And as funny as it is, ideally Savannah would be a perfect race, but I'm kind of freaked out because of how rock and roll went this year. Uh, <laughs> I'm so like, long as it's not 85 degrees, you'll be okay, right? Yeah, but if it is, I don't know. And Marshall's like, that's you've got a 50-50 chance. It can't be that bad. And I'm like, yeah, but what? I don't want to train and then it get canceled. What? So uh, Outer Banks does a marathon where you actually get to run basically all of the island. Ooh. And that's in the middle of November. So that would be nice. And then that's probably the one I'm leaning towards right now. And um, were you saying something about you were thinking about doing New York City? marathon sometime? Yes, and that would obviously be if I didn't. I'm going to go for the lottery for New York City. Yeah. And I would have to find one if I don't get into New York City. Yeah. I want to try for the lottery for New York next year, too. I really want to do that race. January 15th to February 15th. That's when they do the lottery? Yep. That's awesome. Awesome. Great. 
Yay, that's so soon. <laughs> yeah, only two months away. Yeah. And so uh, that would be the thing. So I'm a little bit freaked out right now, which is also why I kind of waited to do a fall marathon instead of a spring marathon. Because the more I talked about it, the more I kind of got freaked out about it. <laughs> and it is supposed to be scary, but not the kind of anxiety I was having about it yet. I was like, oh my God, I would have to start training now. And then, and so I'm going to wait a little bit. Good. And it gives me also almost a year and a half to do it. And that feels much more comfortable. 16 months versus like just a few. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm excited for you to train for your first marathon and to hear about it and it's very exciting. Me too. And it, and I think it's a good decision for you to take your time, do a fall race, and, you know, work on being consistent throughout the year to have a good solid base going into it. Yeah. And so in between that, I have pulled up Hal Higdon's 5K training plan mm-hmm. that he does to improve 5K times. And that's what I'm working on until about January. And then I found a 19-week base building plan for kind of like Mm pre-marathon training and so that would put me almost until May so right before because if I'm training for a November marathon I need to start the end of June Mm -hmm. beginning of July wow sounds like you thought it all out that sounds like a good plan yeah that's my goal I've been I think planning stuff has made me feel better about it awesome well, great job getting out there running this week, and very cool to hear about your new marathon training plans. Very exciting. Let's see. This week I did, well, Monday was spent traveling back from Savannah. All day Sunday and Monday pretty much were spent on a bus and at various bus stations during layovers. So uh, I didn't get any running in Sunday or Monday. Um, but Tuesday I went out and I did five miles, my regular loop around the strawberry road race course. And that was actually really good. It felt really tough. And like you, Megan, I found out afterward it's because I was running it too fast <laughs> or a little fast. So I think I averaged like a ten seventeen pace or something like that. Um, the next day I was feeling good after five, so I felt like doing tacking some more miles on so I did another five miles I took this one a little easier and it was just under 11 minute miles and it was really rainy so I was pretty wet but uh, I got it done and I felt really good still so I was happy about that and then um, Thursday I didn't I ran out of time in the morning so I was gonna go later in the day and then that didn't happen so I I feel like I guess I I have to get my runs done in the morning or otherwise I will I will slack off on them because I could have done it later Thursday but I didn't. Um, so Friday I went out and I felt like running a bit longer and I did seven miles which was awesome and I think a lot of that was due to um, I saw my chiropractor on Thursday and she gave me a great adjustment and did some um, active release therapy on my piriformis and so it just for whatever reason I felt amazing on Friday and had a great nice longer run and that was nice because I'd really been missing longer runs since the marathon I've been taking it pretty easy lately Um, and then Saturday I went out and I did 
a, a little shorter run. I did four miles and this run I just felt crappy. I ran it pretty easy but it just felt really tough. It was windy and I was dehydrated and I glycogen depleted uh, so it was, it was pretty challenging. But today I went out for a long run with Amy on a uh, trail in Newmarket which was awesome. It was very flat and out in the woods so it was very secluded and it was just great to run with Amy again because I hadn't run with her since like weeks before the marathon so it was great to catch up with her and run and um, we did six miles out and back so for a total of 12 and it was great and she was like well, Sue, you got faster because we managed to finish under 11 minute miles, like a 10.52 average or something like that for a long run for 12 miles. That's pretty good for me. And it didn't feel hard. Like I was able to talk to her the whole time. So it was really great. And uh, it was just kind of cool because I know when Amy and I first started running together a couple years ago, I was at like 13 minute miles then. And then last year training together, I was at like 12 minute miles. And to be just under 11, it's like, yes, I'm catching up to you. <laughs> so, um, so that was really cool. It was a wonderful day to be out running. It was, uh, in the low fifties. So it was great. And I managed to get in 33 miles for this week. And I'm very happy with that. Cause my goal was to just maintain about 30 mile average, um, until I'm ready to start serious training again in January. So I'm really happy with this week feeling okay. I'm pretty stiff and sore now after that run, but feeling good. And I think I'm going to be doing a half marathon next weekend, which is the Santa Hustle half marathon. Um, so that'll be a fun one. Lots of dressing up in costume. I got an elf <laughs> costume today, uh, not today, yesterday. That was super cute. And so I'm going to wear that and I'm just going to run it for fun. And I think I'm even going to leave my watch at home <laughs> because I don't want to be concerned about my pace. I just want to run it nice and easy and have a good time. So, so that'll be next week. So that was my training. So Katie, you mentioned running in some colder weather. Did you get out for a run or two this week or did you have a race? I had a 5k race yesterday on Saturday um, and that was the first run that I had done since the half marathon and getting back from Savannah. Yeah. I ran the Polly's Island Turtle Strut 5k and this is like the 22nd or 23rd year that they've run this particular race. I did run it last year and it was cold and windy last year. Uh, Thankfully, it wasn't quite as cold this year, <laughs> but still really cold and windy. The coldest day that we've had down here thus far. Um, when I got to the race site, it was about 44 degrees, I think it was. Mm. And of course, I had bundled up because I hate being cold. We know this. <laughs> and I went to go pick up my, my bib and they had it set up in like a little pavilion area. So it was in the shade. And you're on an island, so on one side you have the marsh, on the other side you have the ocean. A lot like um, the race we ran in Holden Beach, Megan. Okay. How you kind <laughs> I was of got water on that. both sides, yeah. Yep. Except Polly's Island is much smaller. So just a small little town community feel. And in that shade, it was bitter. I mean, people were shaking. <laughs> And I know you're going, you weak Southerner, Sue. I know what you're thinking. I did not think that. I, it was 45 <laughs> today, 
and I was cold. You should have heard me complaining to Amy. <laughs> I'm with you. But I was I was glad to realize that I was not alone in freezing because, of course, you don't want to run all bundled up. You'll overheat way too quick. But standing around waiting for the race to start was pretty miserable there in the shade. So I got everything I needed. I went back to my car to drop off the T-shirt, pin my bib on, and then make my way back to the start. And... I don't know. I got there maybe with about 10 minutes to spare. And so I'm <laughs> I'm very strategically moving like in the start area trying to get the most sun on my body as possible oh, no. because I had taken off, you know, my jacket and left it in the car and I just had on a long sleeve like tech shirt and tights. I did run with gloves because no matter what, if my hands are cold, I'm I'm miserable. Yeah. So I thought even if the hands get too warm, that's easy to take off. It's not like I'm lugging around an entire shirt or another entire jacket. So I did have the gloves on. Um, we started right on time. This is a smaller run. There were about 120 people that ran it this year. Uh, last year, I think there were only about 85. So a few more participants this year when compared to last, but still small race and started off. I don't know. I want to say I was kind of in the middle of the pack when we started off because a lot of people just walk it. Of course, they have their kids and their kids are on like little scooter things. And then one lady was running with her labradoodle. So they were all kind of in the back of the pack. I knew I wasn't going to be the fastest by any means, but I didn't want to get stuck behind all of them. Right. Because it wasn't chip timed. And so I thought, well, I'll just start here in the middle where I'm kind of comfortable and, and start off just, you know, maintaining a nice pace. I wasn't really running it for a certain goal. I just wanted to get out there and do it after the half. And the more I ran, the more I kind of feel as, okay, I'm still feeling pretty good. So let's just look at my pace here and let's see, let's just say, let's come in under 40 minutes. Cause my last one had been about 41, I think 41 and change is what I ran it in last year. So I thought, well, let me just beat last year's time. So I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I make it to the, the turnaround mark because it was just out and back on the island and out was cold but not awful because even though it was windy, the wind was at your back. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. You turn around that cone and it is like directly in your oh. face, like 15 mile an hour wind, cold. I looked like somebody had just told me the worst news ever because my eyes just start pouring water. Oh. So it looks like I'm out there crying, which I'm not. It's just the wind being, yeah. you know, so intense on your face makes my eyes water. My nose starts running. And of course, I'm already dealing with this kind of congestion cold thing. So I knew that's just making it worse. And then I start to feel like my throat tightening up. I have not had any kind of asthma problem in the longest time oh. like I couldn't even I mean I don't even have an inhaler right now because I haven't been back to the doctor to get it refilled and I thought oh no great and it, I think it really is that really strong cold air that is kind of what sets me off Wow. You know, I can remember it acting up in the fall the last time I was home, of course, for the turkey trot last year when it was so cold and my sister and my brother-in-law making fun of, oh, use your puffer. You know, I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, 
but I thought to myself, okay, just slow down, just walk a minute and hopefully it'll ease up. Thankfully it did as long as I stopped and walked. So the entire mile and a half back was spent doing intervals because I said to myself, well, as long as I can still run a little bit, I should be okay. And I should still come in under my 40 minutes. Like I'm hoping. That's weird though. Um, I noticed my, uh, my asthma seems to act up more when it's humid than anything else. So I've been running in a lot of cold mornings, but it hasn't affected me as much as the humidity did. Like, you know, I think of that race that I ran with Amy when it was in August and we were running through like clouds of fog. And uh, that's when I first started getting the really strong asthma attacks. So yeah. it's weird how it's it's a different thing for both of us. Yeah, yeah, and I think it just depends so much on the individual, and then too, probably, you know, your summers in in Maine might not be as humid as they are down here in South Carolina, so maybe I'm a little more used to humidity, humidity. yeah, Yeah, whereas the cold, dry air is what really tends to bother my lungs, it seems, Mm -hmm. but anyway, like I said, I did just intervals on the way back, Um, I tried to keep it about one minute running to no more than 30 seconds walking, Mm -hmm. And it was really funny because these two other ladies that were very close to me started doing, well, I guess they were doing intervals the whole time, I'm not sure, but by the time they caught up to me, I noticed they were also doing intervals, but they were like opposite of me. Um, So we just kind of played a game of cat and mouse the entire time. And I, I eventually spoke up, you know, not wanting them to think that I'm just trying to pass them every single time they go in front of me. Like, Oh, our intervals must be opposite. Ha ha ha. And they're like, yep, guess so. They were very focused and (laughs) determined. So that was the only kind of conversation that happened there. Um, But then got to the end of the Island. I could see the finish line and I looked down at my phone because I too use the Nike plus running app and I see that I'm like right under 40 minutes so I start sprinting to the finish I actually ended up finishing just over 40 minutes but it was four let me find it 40 57 so I still came under my time from last year which was 41 16 not by a whole lot but hey I'll take what I can get and um, you know, with not having been able to run consistently pretty much this entire winter, fall, it's not winter yet, it's still fall. I, you know, I was, I was okay with that because aside from the asthma coming back, I felt like I could have run the whole time. And that was another little victory for me. I was happy for, with that as well. So another 5k race in the books, running done for this week surprisingly <laughs> and I've got another 5k this weekend it's the race to save hearts on Saturday in North Myrtle Beach so it's looking like it's going to be a little bit warmer which I'm happy about Good. <laughs> another race that I've done I think two or two or three this might be my second or third year doing that particular race um, really scenic around like a little park and, and neighborhood area in North Myrtle Beach so looking forward to it Awesome. Well, great job pushing through on that 5K, Katie, and kicking your asthma, <laughs> you know, in the butt. That's 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 tough, uh, dealing with asthma during a race, but you, you push through, you're a trooper. And hopefully you'll get your inhaler refilled soon, and it won't, you know, it won't be a problem 
and I know mom on the phone afterwards and she's like you need to go do that I'm like I know that's (laughs) money I have to spend to go see it yeah I found like you know it's nice to have that inhaler with you just for the reassurance that if something does happen then you can take care of it right away but I forget like I'm just so not used to having to remember that that most of the time I just forget to bring it right but uh, great job and I can't wait to hear about your next 5k Oh, but I'm not going to talk to you until January. (laughs) So if you can think of it, call into the hotline so that we can hear it. Yeah, absolutely. We are joined tonight by Becky from Run Becky Run on Facebook. And we were just saying it's so great to have you on the show because we've heard you so much on the hotline. We feel like we kind of know you a little bit. So what fall race did you want to tell us about tonight? Well, thank you, ladies. I have attended the inaugural C&D Canal Half Marathon in Newcastle, Delaware. And I believe the C&D Canal stands for the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal. And it was Saturday, November 7th. And I knew kind of leading up to the race, I checked the weather report and it looked to be potentially very rainy and gray and kind of in the lower 60s. So I live about 45 minutes away from the race start and I was dragging my husband and the angry toddler I like to call our toddler (laughs) she's almost three um I was dragging them to the race so I figured if we left around I don't know 7 a.m for an 8 a.m race start that that would be sufficient enough and I usually get overly anxious about leaving for races extremely early but I was sort of feeling guilty that I was taking them with me yeah So I figured, you know, 7 a.m. would be fine. So my husband drove us, and we just put in C&D Canal in our GPS, not thinking that I should probably look up the the exact address um, (laughs) as per the website. So, and that was completely wrong. So we ended up on this sort of dirt access road parallel to the race around 10 of when the race was supposed to start in about 10 minutes. So I finally said, this does not look right. Like, it's nice and scenic, but it looks like a road that we're not supposed to be driving on. So we put the right address into the GPS, and we actually arrived to the race around 8.10. So at this point, I'm thinking, it looks like the heavens are going to open up and pour on us. I'm so sorry that I'm already late. I literally said, maybe I just shouldn't do it. I had those race jitters where I was like, you know what, maybe I should just turn around. And so we asked one of the parking attendants, um, because they had this little part, it was just in this kind of like nature preserve type area where they had about 30 people parked in a very tiny lot. And then the rest had to just park alongside this dirt road. So I asked the parking attendant, um, is it chip timed? And if so, that's not that big of a deal, but how far away do we have to walk? Because I didn't see anybody. It was just this long dirt road. So we said about 300 yards. Of course, in my head, I didn't do the calculations at all. So I'm thinking, oh, it's just right up there. My husband's like, no, that's like three football fields. <laughs> so it's like, okay, whatever. So we're trudging along, trudging along. And um, luckily, they, so this was, since this was the first race, they didn't really properly know how to handle the bathroom situation. So there were only, I think, two bathrooms open for, I forget the amount of people that were attended the race, but it was, it was a fairly big race for, you know, small town Delaware. So they were kind of stalling. They did the national anthem. I ran up quickly and got my race bib. And um, they actually didn't start the race until about 8.15 because they politely said, you know, we're going to wait till as many people as possible can use the bathrooms. 
So that was nice of them. But oh, this is also a half marathon plus a 5K. So everybody started at the same time. And um, because, it, you know, again, it's a very small race. So it was crowded at the beginning, as most races are. I went out way too quickly. I was taking this as a training run for my first marathon that's on December 5th. So I told myself, if I just stay at about an 1130 pace, that'll be fine. You know, just consider it a training run and nothing fast. And I knew in my head, my last half marathon, I finished in 2.22.07. So I kind of wanted to do a little bit faster than that, but I didn't want to push myself too hard. Mm. So they had a little turnaround that people for the 5K could turn around this little parking cone. So everybody sort of veered off and went back who were doing the 5K. And then the half marathon people kept going straight because it was an out and back. So they had a, a water stop at mile two. And the first, I'd say six miles or so, were just very flat with a great view of this C&D canal. Um, again, it was kind of gray, a little bit windy. So it would have been much nicer, um, especially since it's fall time and everything, if it weren't so overcast. But it was still really gorgeous. And... Oh, I also did not stop to use a bathroom before the race because Uh it was so crowded. So I thought, well, they have to have a porta potty somewhere. So, um, and it wasn't urgent or anything. So I just kept on trudging along and I, I take my goo at around four miles. So in the increments of four miles, and I always try to take, um, sort of like a breakfast flavored one, like a coffee flavored one at my first stop. So I took an espresso love from goo. And, you know, and I kind of walk through that and I really, I mean, I could probably run while I'm doing it, but I just like to take a little break. So it was completely flat until I'd say about mile seven, there was a sharp turn up this, what I would consider a large hill for Delaware. Now, this is probably nothing at all for you, Sue. So I kind of walked up that a little bit. Then there was a downhill area and you kind of were in sort of a woody area at this point. So you veered off of the canal and we're just sort of. I don't know, in the woods kind of. And they said that you would run through a marina. So I'm thinking, oh, this will be gorgeous. Like I used yeah. to live in Boston, so I'm thinking about this sort of, you know, big marina, lots of boats, gorgeous view. I don't know. I think there are about five boats. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I mean, it, yes, it was technically a marina, but it wasn't, you know, I don't want to downplay it. Not it was, scenic. It was nice. But yeah, it was just like, oh, okay, this is the marina they were talking about. So I kept looking down at my Nike, I use the Nike Plus app, and I would vary between like nine something minute miles and about a 10 minute mile. And so I thought, you know, I'm just using this, I'm just using the energy of the race, I'm going too fast, Um, but I felt okay. Mm -hmm. Around mile seven, they had a water stop, but it looked like it was for people coming back that way. So I didn't actually take water then because I felt like I would be going against the grain of where people would be taking the water. So I just kept going and they, they had a little, another little hill. And I actually, um, this one woman seemed to, she was sort of talking to her friend and talking to herself. And I was just sort of like listening in and politely smiling. Like I was running by myself. So I don't know. I feel like sometimes the camaraderie when you're racing is, is fun. So I made the mistake of asking this woman if it was for her first half marathon. And she kind of looked at me and was like, no, I've done many, but I just haven't done it at this pace before. And so I was like, okay, stop talking, Becky. <laughs> like, I tried to be nice, but she just, I think she was just struggling with herself. So ran past her. And then you basically just turn around. And so um, they actually did have porta potties, I would say around mile eight. So I did stop and use the porta potty. And back at the water stop closer to mile seven, uh, I actually stopped and filled up my, my fuel belt water 
containers. Um, so again, I was thinking, you know, okay, that's going to just completely kill my time, but that's okay. I still want to just do this for a training run. Mm -hmm. So on the way back, it was really neat because, um, there was, I'm, I'm, assuming he was part of the army, um, he was holding one of those huge American flags as he was running. So I was running behind him for a couple of miles. And every time people cheered, I try to pretend like they were cheering for me and not for him. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking, it's all him. It's it's fine. Um, So that was kind of cool. And I actually, during the race, because I caught, normally when I race, I do listen to podcasts if I know that the people around me aren't really chatty. And this was one of those where nobody really talked to each other unless they knew each other. So I listened to, um, I was all caught up on your guys podcast. So I didn't unfortunately listen to you, but I listened to another mother runner podcast and this new one that I've been listening to called the running lifestyle show podcast. Oh, it was really nice too. at about probably 13 miles. So throughout the race, I kind of texted my husband to let him know where I would be so that they could meet me at the finish line because I've, erroneously done that before where I've overshot how long it would take me and my family has actually missed me at the finish line so this time I texted him around mile uh, I think it was at mile 10 and 12 so they were ready for me and so at around 13 miles my husband and my daughter um, she'll be three uh, at the beginning of December they were waving and shouting and that was really nice and um, I finished in 22245 so nice. yeah, so it was a, like a you know, practically thirty seconds slower than my last half marathon. But I did stop for the bathroom. I did stop for water. So overall, I'm really happy with my performance. And I just have to say also because I haven't been calling into the hotline so much, but it's because I've been training so much for the marathon that yeah. um, I did do my my longest training run of twenty miles yesterday. So wow, congratulations! Thank you. And I actually can walk today, so that's. A- I was going to say, how did it go? I've yeah. never done a 20-mile run. Yeah. I am part of a running club, um, the Smyrna Clayton Running Club here in Delaware. And I accidentally went to the wrong location of our meetup yesterday. So I was by myself for the first 14 miles on a trail in Clayton, Delaware. It was Page Trail. Um, and then I'm always nervous that my cell phone will die and I can't get back home because I'm directionally challenged and I need my GPS. Aww. So um, I hopped in the car after mile 14 and drove about 20 minutes home and then finished up around home. So it, it was split up into two runs, but it was a, you know, a matter of 20 minutes in between. Mm-hmm. So I still count that as, you know, time on my feet and it went really well. I, I honestly think that I could have run farther if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's hopeful uh, for my race where I didn't say at any point, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Or, you know, um, I'm definitely the type of runner that I stop and take small walk breaks. You know, I'm not the type that has to run constantly. Um, but I still kept, I think it was about an 11.25 pace. Awesome. So yeah. So I mean, I hope for the marathon, my goal would be to get under five hours. Um, but if I'm a little bit over that, that's cool too. My whole motto is just finishing it, um, uninjured and, you know, really enjoying the experience. So especially for my first. So, yeah. So I think, um, overall for the CND canal half marathon, since it was their first race, I think they did a pretty good job. Um, maybe next year they'll have more water stops. Definitely 
increase the porta potty situation. <laughs> More porta potties before mile eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems to be a common theme, especially with first or second year races. They yeah. haven't quite got the porta potty situation figured out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but overall, I would highly recommend it, and I think I will sign up for it again next year. Oh, that's awesome! Congratulations yeah. on such a great race. It sounds like you had a great time and you paced yourself well and took it easy and mm-hmm. um that's that's really great and i'm so happy for you for your marathon what marathon thank are you, you. Running? i'm running the rehoboth beach marathon in rehoboth delaware on december 5th awesome and your training's going well it sounds like it is yeah i've been i mean you know i've missed a run here or there but i actually have my training calendar up in my home office and i have my daughter put a, a doc McStuffins sticker on each day <laughs> that i run so we sort of have a little bond going on when I say, you know, do you want to put a sticker on mommy's calendar today? So it's really cool. Yeah, That's it's going very well. Awesome. Well, please keep us updated on your marathon. Maybe you can call into the hotline. We're not, we're taking a break until January, mm-hmm. but, um, but we're going to keep the hotline going if people are calling in. So we'd love yeah. to hear it. Yeah, I will definitely call in. Thank you so much, awesome. ladies. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Becky. It's great sure. to talk to you. Best of luck, Becky. We'll be thinking of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Up next, we have a pre-recorded segment with Vanessa from Australia, who is 16 hours ahead of us. So she couldn't be here with us tonight at our normal recording time. So I will fast forward to tomorrow morning where I'm talking with Vanessa. So we are joined now by Vanessa from Australia. Hi, Vanessa. Hi there. Hi, everyone. And, well, it's just me and you right now, and that is because you are in Australia, which I guess is 16 hours ahead of <laughs> where we are on the East Coast time-wise. So, That's it. So it's late late at night for you right now, right? I'm just about to go to bed, yes. Okay, well, I'll try not to keep you up too late then. No, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. And it's actually 6 o'clock in the morning here for me. So <laughs> I just woke up maybe like 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Coffee time. Yes, yes. I have my cup right here next to me. Great. Um, but you are in – where are you in Australia? I'm in New South Wales, which um, is famous for Sydney. Right. With the bridge and the Sydney Opera House and all the beaches. Nice. Are you very close to Sydney or are you like outside of Sydney? Outside, about an hour and 20 minutes drive or train train drive away, train nice. ride away. But you're not originally from Australia. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so... I was born in the UK, yeah. Born in the UK and then you lived in South Africa? For a good 20 years, yes. Okay, so that's why I cannot place where you're from from your voice. (laughs) (laughs) No, yes. My accent is very original, I think. I like it. At least I can understand you. That's the important thing. Yes. Good, good. All right, so you just ran, was it your first marathon that you just ran this fall? Yes, I've just, I've just run the one. Okay. Um, In September, the 20th of September. And yes, that's my first one inspired by you guys, because I didn't even think I could run five kilometers when I started listening to you. Oh, really? Yes. I was training for my first half when you were training for your first marathon. Oh, wow. Yes. (laughs) And now you've done a full. That's amazing. Yes. (laughs) 
come a long way in a short time. So how did your training go? What did you do for training for the, for the marathon? I followed a 10 week training plan, but I've actually been mentally preparing since about January this year, really. Mm -hmm. So everything, yeah, everything I did was directed at September and my first full marathon. Yeah. And how did the training go? Oh, it it went um it went really well. Touch wood, I stayed injury free, which was what was concerning me the most, because um I run a lot, as you see, as you see on Facebook, yeah. and um so I was always worried about overuse injuries and that sort of thing. So I ran I ran up to thirty eight kilometers. I know I work in kilometers, so I hope that's not too much of a issue for you I'm trying to do the math in my head 38 kilometers <laughs> is about it's almost all of the way because in kilometers it's a 42 kilometer yeah. so it's practically the whole race it's like 5k <laughs> short of a marathon that's crazy yes. <laughs> <laughs> well you see I've, all my family run and so my brother used to tell me the first 32 kilometers of a marathon are hard yeah and then you've got another marathon that's what he used to tell me. Yeah. So, so I said, oh, heck. <laughs> he said, oh, dear me. So I wanted to get over 32 kilometers mm-hmm. in my training. And so I ran 35 a couple of times. And then just for fun, I ran 38 just to see if I could do it. Yeah, that's amazing <laughs> to me. And you did you did all that in about 10 weeks of dedicated marathon training getting up to that yes, distance that's so it what was the um farthest distance that you ran before the actual training started half a half marathon oh wow so you went from uh, a half marathon to you said 38k yes holy cow that's i think that's about 23 miles <laughs> before i ran the half marathon i ran a half marathon in practice mm-hmm. i i'm that type of person that I wanted to see if I could do it before I did it officially mm-hmm. and embarrass myself. <laughs> so, yes, I know. Um, and so I was just like really wanting to finish this marathon and yeah. finish well, finish strong and touch wood I did. So. And you got through your training without any injuries? No injuries. Um, I had a niggle in my knee, but I'm, I swear that was mental mm-hmm. because as soon as I ran my marathon, it had gone. Great. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I had pain in my left knee, which I used to tape up. And the day after my marathon, I didn't need to tape it up anymore. Oh, great. So I think that was just meant, you know, when you feel every little twinge just yeah. before a race, that I think that that was what it was. But no, no, no injuries. Yeah, I remember during my taper for my marathon, it was like, I was just feeling little pains all over the place. And I was like, I'm falling apart. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you, your little toe hurts and you think, oh my goodness, you know, is that related to my running? What have yeah. I done? In, any twinge. Yeah. So I think that was it. But no, I was very lucky in my training and I was very lucky during the marathon because, I mean, I saw a lot of people walking and that sort of thing. And I was, my heart was going out to them, you know, as you run past them, you think, oh, I should say something, but then you don't want to sound like snobby or anything right yeah it always comes out wrong I have I've I've always got foot and mouth syndrome so I just was like mentally said go on you can do it (laughs) as I ran past yeah 
And so how did the race go for you? Okay, well, we got there really early because our race started at about quarter past seven, I think. And what was the what was the name of the marathon? I did the Sydney Running Festival Marathon. It's the one that's in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and it's the, it's the main it's the main one in Sydney. You know that is a big one. Big race. A yeah. big race. Yeah. There's everything. There's um, a little a little kiddies one. It's about three kilometers, I think, and it's right up to the full marathon. So because I actually did my a half marathon there last year and I loved it so much that I wanted it to be my first full marathon. Right. So, uh, yeah, I was very happy that it was my first. And, well, well, I met a friend at the starting line, but she's way faster than me. I knew she could do the first the, her, her first marathon in under four hours. So we did the first six kilometers or so, you know, together. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I could feel that I was putting too much into it, mm-hmm. you know, going out too far. So I just let her go ahead of me. And we'd, we'd all, we had discussed this beforehand, you know, t- to just separate when and every, no hard feelings and that sort of thing, yeah. you know. So she went on ahead and I just, I was carrying on. And then I felt really bad at about really early in, at about 16 kilometers. Oh. Um, how, you know, that's not even about eight miles slightly less than eight miles you know it's not 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 far in when it's a marathon so I did what I've never done in an official race I've pulled out my music which is actually podcasts and I started listening to some podcasts and then I hit the half marathon marker Mm -hmm. and I looked at my timer because I try not to look at my Garmin too much and I hit the half marathon and I saw, oh, my time isn't that bad. Because I had thought, oh, I was going to hit it like at four hours. <laughs> your, your mind goes really crazy when you're doing the marathon. Yeah. So I thought it was like my half marathon was in four hours or something, but it was just over two hours. So I said, oh, you know, I'm not doing so badly here. So off I go running, you know, all cheerful and everything. And I bump into this elderly gentleman who's he's doing wonderfully he's he must have been late 70s early 80s and he had been ahead of me this whole time and I was struggling and I was just watching him go and I was blown away Mm. and so he inspired me and he gave me strength and I didn't see him after that after we stopped you know at the water station for some water and I didn't see him again but um I'd love to have known what he, his finishing time was because I didn't think it would have been too too shabby. Mm, <laughs> he was amazing. going really well. Yeah, so he inspired me. So I said, well, if he can do it at his age, I've got no excuses. <laughs> right. So, you know, so I just carried on. And it was, I mean, as I got into it, it actually got better. Funnily enough, I think it's it was mental. And the weather, the weather had helped because it started to rain a bit so it wasn't hot but it wasn't heavy rain so it was just like cooling you down rain and so I quite enjoyed that that because in September in Australia it can it can get quite hot yeah and then you finish you come out of a park and then you've got about I think it's about 10 kilometers to go if that helps with miles just a bit less than 10 kilometers Mm -hmm. and um you hit a hill and I went, oh no, a hill. And I just said, don't stop running, don't stop running. Because if I stopped, 
I just knew I couldn't wouldn't start again. Yes. So, so I think I said to myself, don't even look at your Garmin. I don't care if this run is backwards. <laughs> just keep on going. And so I got up that hill and then it was all flat because somebody shouted, you know, it is flat and it really is, you know, because some people say it's all downhill from here yeah. and it's and it's not, but it, but it was. And then you saw, I saw my family and that gave me a big lift and I was able to finish strong. So it was, it was really a great experience. And if anybody is thinking about doing it or doing a half marathon and they just don't think they can do it, if they put the training in, they can do it. I mean, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Cause I'm the least, you know, <laughs> I was the least fit person when I started running, you know. That's awesome, Vanessa. I'm so happy for you that you had such a strong first marathon. And it sounds like you didn't really hit the wall at all. I didn't. I, I was, and I think that's what was scaring me. Yeah. And that was scaring me at halfway. I was like thinking, oh, when's this wall coming? When's this wall coming? I know that there, there has to be a wall. <laughs> and <laughs> and I didn't even take any gels. I didn't use any gels at all. Oh, really? I did. Yeah, I used Tailwind, which I think you do get in America. Yep. I know a lot um, of ultra runners use it. Yeah. So I just used Tailwind and that's all. Um, and that got me through. And and some water because eventually it, everything was a bit sweet and you just wanted some, yeah. some water. And But, um, yeah, I didn't hit the wall. And I actually felt I could have gone on further. So that's why next year I'm doing an ultra marathon. That's for fantastic. Sure. And yeah. it sounds like all those really long runs you did during training certainly paid off. So it's definitely making me question my strategy of not doing anything over 16 miles for my long runs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a lot of people here in Australia with the kilometer mile thing say don't go over 32 kilometers because mm -hmm. you, you risk injury and everything. But for me, mentally, I just knew I had to just do that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Just, just otherwise, that'd have been a bag of nerves, and I would have, you know, like, you know, maybe even not made the starting line mm -hmm. with doubt and everything. So just, just personally, for me, I knew I had to do it. Um, whereas I know a lot of the books and everything say, don't go too far because you risk injury and recovery time and and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. But. Um, I know because my sister did a marathon with she didn't go much over a half in her training wow. but then she's 10 years younger than me and and very fit <laughs> wow it's crazy the, the differences you know in, in training and and to see where it gets you that's very cool so um yeah. so what is this ultra marathon that you're gonna attempt well it's not the most exciting one because it is laps but I, I worry about my family because they like to come and support me. Yeah. And I thought if if it's laps, then at least they see me, you know, every Often. now and again. Yeah. And it's not and it's not hard for them to run from this place to that place. And, you know, they can sort of stay in one place almost and see me. And so it's it's close to where I live, about an hour away, but the opposite way from Sydney. So, you know, going away from Sydney. And it's in some somewhere called the Waterworks, and it, you go around. I think it's about a five-kilometer lap, so it's it's going to be a lot of laps wow. because, because I'm, I've chosen the fifty. My friend was pushing for me to do the hundred-kilometer, yeah, 
but I but I said that's a bit too much of a jump I think yeah. to go from a marathon to a hundred I said no I'm not quite brave enough for that yet <laughs> yeah I think yeah so, going from marathon to 50k is not a huge jump I mean it's no. it's still more than a marathon of course um, mm. but I think that it's great that you're doing one where you're doing laps uh, for your first yeah. ultra I think that that's a great way to do it because then you get the constant, like you get to see your family often throughout the race and, um, you know, you get, uh, but then on the, at the same time, you probably get sick of the, <laughs> sick of I the know. route after a little while, but I think it's yes, a safe you, way to go about it anyway. I think so. And I, and I mean, I'll take podcasts one year and, and that sort of thing. So I can distract myself from, mm-hmm. you know, the same scenery, but I, I thought so. And to have a chip, hearing squad there I think is more important to me than yeah. 50 kilometers of of new terrain because if here in Australia I haven't really gone into it but new ultras a lot of them are trail and I'm not ready for trail yet haven't you know I haven't run anything on trail mm. so I don't know what it's like out over there but it seems that if you want to do ultras you've almost got to go into the the trail running yeah. scene yeah, same here. There's one that yeah. I was thinking about doing a 50k in the spring, and it's on a mountain. <laughs> and yes. um, the cool thing is, it's laps like yours, but it's more like um, I think like 10 mile loops. So oh. it would be um, for 30 50k, it would be about three 10 mile loops. And um, so I thought that would be an interesting way to do your first. But then the yeah. the problem is that even though I have lots of trails near my house, I don't feel comfortable running on them by myself. So yes. I need I need someone that I could go and, and do those runs with to practice. And I just I don't have anybody right now that's out running trails or is willing to run through the winter or whatever. So mm. so that's a struggle that I have. Like, I, I don't want to do it by myself because I'm scared. <laughs> I'm a big baby. <laughs> I'm sitting here nodding. You can't see me, but um, that's exactly my problem. Yeah. I want to do it myself. I was even thinking, we've got two dogs. I was even thinking, well, maybe I should get myself like a collie or something that would love running. I <laughs> <laughs> could go up the mountains yeah. with me. Because, yes, because I've got one. I literally can up the street. I've got one that I could run. It's a fire track and everything. Oh, nice. But... Yeah, but just to do it by myself is, is you know, I'm not brave enough either. Even if something simple as you fall and you twist an ankle or something, I mean, it you know, it wouldn't be great to do that on your own. Yeah. Getting a dog, that's a good idea. That I'm going <laughs> to try and talk Jeff into that. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, one of my puppies is a chihuahua, so she'd just have to go into my backpack. Oh, yeah, then you're just carrying <laughs> extra weight. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the plan next year is to do the ultra. Uh, mine will be in March, so that's that's my going into autumn, I think. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's cool because your seasons are opposite of ours. That's pretty cool. I've, the one that yeah. I'm looking at is also in March, at the end of March, so it'd be cool if I did end up doing it. We'd be training for our first ultras at the same time. That would. That's great. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you inspire me every week. Uh, I would be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I'm a mess. I should not be running these long distances. I don't know if that is inspiring, but I would I would try. But I, I'm I can't commit to it yet. So no, we'll have no. to uh, wait and see what the spring brings. 
So absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Vanessa, and, and sharing your experience of your first marathon. That is amazing that you did so well, and I'm just so happy for you. And I, I can't wait to see how you go in your training and with your ultra. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll keep you posted. All right. So that brings us to Run a Girl Recommends. And my recommend tonight is something that I got a while ago, and I don't think I've yet mentioned it on the show, but definitely it came in handy today. So a little backstory here. All right, about a week ago, I was in Savannah running a half marathon with you girls, and I had to make a porta potty stop. And during my porta potty stop, I dropped my handy dandy um, <laughs> fuel belt bottle into the porta potty. And needless to say, I was not going in after that as much as Megan was surprised by that fact. <laughs> um, I said goodbye to my little water bottle. And um, so for my long run today, I had to resort to another water bottle that I have. I purchased this during my marathon training and just hadn't used it very much because I really didn't need it as much as I thought I would. Um, and it is a fuel belt handheld insulated slice water bottle so it's a 18 ounce water bottle that has a hand grip on it so you can carry it um, just in your hand and it kind of fits snugly and it's not something that you have to worry about falling off your belt (laughs) basically it also has a pocket on it so that you can put like energy gels and a credit card or your cell phone in there Um, so I found that to be useful or your inhaler if you like me, tend to forget it. That's a handy place to carry an inhaler as well. So um, I took it on my long run today and it was great. It was very comfortable, um, very comfortable in that I basically forgot I was carrying it. You know, even though it's in my hand, it it just, it felt natural. Um, And it holds 18 ounces of water. So um, it it holds a lot more than my little clip-on bottle that I usually wear. So it's great for longer runs when you really want to be sure that you're going to be able to hydrate for the entire length of the run. And it has little markings on the side for every two ounces of water is marked off. So I find that incredibly helpful because that way I can just focus on drinking two ounces every two miles and I know I'll have enough to last me for an 18 mile long run. Not that I was going that far, but if I wanted to, I could. (laughs) So I love this bottle. I think it is helpful and it is um, insulated. So I like it in colder weather because if I have cold water in my bottle, but I don't want my hand to get cold, it's great to have that insulation, that padding there where I don't absorb the coldness from the water. So that is my recommend this week, the insulated slice water bottle. So, Megan, what is your recommend this week? My recommend this week is the race 13.1 series of races in Mm Winston-Salem. And I ran their race earlier this year. I found out they do some pretty cool things for runners. Uh, The girl I ran the Winston-Salem race with, she... They do, like, an annual pass where you pay, I think it's $200 up front at the beginning of the year. And you can run any race 13.1 race all year. And they have them almost everywhere. Wow. Like they had one in, they have five or six in North Carolina alone. And then they have them in Charleston and Virginia. They had one in Florida today. So they're pretty much along the East Coast. 
And what they did for, uh, her name's Amy, and she has run now 14 races with them this year. Wow. Half marathons. Yeah, she's sunning up to half fanatics. <laughs> That's her goal this year, to be on the sun. Or she earthed, I think she's trying to sun. So I don't know. that would be like the highest level of half fanatics, right? Yes, she's going for that goal. That's awesome. But they pulled her up to the stage after the race and like talked about her because they recognized that she had done so many races and she got an extra medal for doing 13 races with them and everything. And I thought that was cool because they're kind of smaller races. Mm -hmm. So they noticed more of their runners. Oh. Like the Winston-Salem one I did, there was an older guy who consistently came in second in his age group. And the announcer recognized him and was like, oh, yeah, this is Larry. He's second. I think he was second last week and the week before that. So, yay, Larry. Like, just very familiar kind of small town type of stuff. And they have a really cool program where you can volunteer for one of their races and you actually earn cash or kind of like gift cards towards a future race. Awesome. So Marshall and I signed up in May to volunteer on the race course to direct people and really just be general support because that's one of my goals for 2015 is to volunteer more. Or 2016. Yeah, volunteering at races is fun. It's so much fun. Exactly. So that was kind of our goal with it. And then they, you get $80 for volunteering towards a race. I mean, that's a full marathon entry or half marathon. It's full race entry. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's worth it to me for something I was going to do anyway. Like I would have volunteered if you weren't going to give me money. (laughs) But if you're going to give me money, I'm definitely going to now. I think if they're giving you money, then you're not really a volunteer. You're a paid worker. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, heard... paid with race entry. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I can trade a couple hours of my time for race entry. Yeah. I really wanted to pace, but every single one of the North Carolina races, as far as next fall, already have all of the pacer slots filled. Oh, wow. So I think it's a lot of people uh, pace the same distance over and over again, which is fine. Eventually, I will pace a race. So, yeah, that'd be awesome. Very cool. I'm petrified. I mean, I don't even care what time it would be. Like, I, even to pace like a three hour or three thirty. Like, I don't. I would. I would be so afraid that a I would run too fast, or b I would run too slow, or I would be off. No, I don't. I don't want to mess up somebody else's race. Yeah. It's too much pressure. Well, (laughs) what we need to do as runner girls is talk to a race director and be like, we want to come run your race and sweep the three of us. We'll make (laughs) it really fun. Let us be the sweepers, please. Oh, no. I hate the sweepers. But, like, the back of the pack fun sweepers. Okay. Like, for the longer courses, like the ones that have four-hour half marathon times. Hmm. Maybe um, if we do a runner girls meet up where they have like multiple day races, yes. we, could, we could run one race and then sweep another race or something like that. Yeah, that would be fun. What do you think, Katie? Yeah, that sounds good. I actually saw a uh, post today on the Half Fanatic site where a girl had signed up to be the sweeper. She's like, that's a long Tom on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> 
I guess it also depends on the distance of a race. Maybe we could start small. <laughs> they don't use sweepers for 5Ks, do they? <laughs> Not usually, no. We could maybe sweep a 10K, like a larger 10K, I think they do. Hmm. Maybe. Probably some of the bridge ones where you have to be across the bridge at a certain time. <laughs> You're like, well, that doesn't sound fun, though. I'm just, I don't want to ruin people's day, you know? Uh, I don't know. I'll think about it. Or maybe it's for, I know sometimes they have sweepers where it's not for, like, a time. Mm-hmm. Because they don't always have time goals, but where you're there for the back of the pack and you're somebody there. So you're encouraging and helping them and there if they get hurt or need anything, too. That would be fun. Like moral support at the end of the race. Yeah, for the people like are supporting the back of the pack people. Very cool. Um, sounds like this uh, race 13.1 series really goes out for their runners and and cares about you know, wanting them to come back for more and volunteering and fostering community. That's a really great, great thing. So that's awesome. So Katie, what is your recommend tonight? My recommend tonight is something that I just kind of stumbled on uh, upon accidentally. I was looking for possibly some other races around my hometown while I'm in for the holidays And so I was checking the website running in the USA because, of course, they have a whole bunch of races listed all different distances. And then over on the left-hand navigation frame, I noticed that there was a 50-staters gadget. It's like, hmm, what's this about? Because I know we've all kind of mentioned at one time or another how cool that would be. So I clicked on it. And what it does is it automatically finds races in nearby states on consecutive days. You can set race distance, so anything from a marathon down to 5K. You can set distance between the two races. I think it's kind of like general setting is 250 miles, but you can set it for whatever you want, you know, whatever your comfortable driving distance is between the two races on race days. And then it gives you a whole list of them. You can set the date range. And I just thought that was really cool because I know we've all talked about as well how these people go to the sun in a year. Like, how do you find that many races? How do you have that time to dedicate to driving to the different races? And uh, this 50 staters gadget, I'm sure, has come in handy for a lot of those people. So I will definitely be using it in the future. Thought that our listeners would like to know about it as well if they did not already. This is really cool. Yeah. I'm looking at this and I can see that there is a half marathon coming up uh, first weekend in December in Massachusetts that I might want to do. (laughs) (laughs) That is cool. Look at all of these races coming up. Oh, thank you so much for sharing this, Katie. I do... um, I do go to running in the USA a lot because it, it's, it's such a comprehensive list of races. So it's great that they offer tools like this where you can sort by like nearby states if you're going for um, a 50 states goal or you can sort by distance or you can sort by the, the date or the, the state. This is so cool. I love this. Great recommend. Up next we have Run a Girl of the Week. So this week's Runner Girl of the Week is Carrie from Denver. And Carrie shared a four-mile run on Daily Mile. And she says, great run today. Did four miles in the cold and wind yesterday, too. 
was chilly but got it done. So it sounds like it's been cold and windy a lot where she lives if she's doing multiple windy runs. So I um, just wanted to say great job, Carrie, running in the wind. I know how tough that is, but you pushed through and you got it done. So you are our runner girl of the week this week. And we choose our runner girl of the week from our Daily Mile feed. So if you'd like to friend us on Daily Mile and possibly be a future runner girl or guy, all of our Daily Mile links are on the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. And up next, we have feedback. Our first piece of feedback was a post on our Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast from Sandy. And she says, just started listening to Recommend's podcast, Sword and Scale. Wow. And for Brie, I've taken up the hula hoop as well. Pretty fun to do while watching TV. Uh, that's awesome. Glad you like the podcast. I am hooked on it. It's it's still a little creepy, so I can't listen to too many at once. But yeah, definitely enjoying that and the lore podcast now as well. So thank you, Katie. Yeah, you're welcome. Our next bit of feedback tonight comes from Heidi, who also left a comment on our Facebook page. Heidi says, OMG, I am a little behind on the podcast, and I just listened to season three, episode 81, Running on Fumes, and discovered that I was Runner Girl of the Week. I am so shocked and honored. I am not training for any race in particular right now. I ran the Rock and Roll Denver 10K on October 18th, and I had a complete blast. My seven-mile run was the following weekend. I started out that day planning to run easy for an hour and to see how far I got. At about mile two, I decided I would see how long it would take me to do seven miles. One hour, 18 minutes, and some change. I was so excited, I pretty much shouted it from the rooftops. I plan to do my first half in 2016. I've been running consistently since September 2013. Big thanks for my husband, Paul, and my good friend, Kim, for encouraging me along the way. This running thing is a blast. Thanks again for making me Runner Girl of the Week. Love your show. Keep it up. That's awesome. So she just felt like running seven miles for the first time and did it. That's That's awesome. Great job, Heidi. And uh, you'll have to let us know how the first half goes next year. Absolutely. And if you would like to tell us about your runs, you can always call our Runner Girls hotline, 207-200-3297. As we said before, we're taking a break until January, but feel free to call in. I plan on calling in to tell you about my next half marathon, and um, that way we can still keep track of everybody's races and I just wanted to say that this past week I think while we were in Savannah we hit 700 fans on Facebook so that was pretty cool to see I know we got a little bit of a um, buzz from that so just want to say thanks for liking us on Facebook and if you haven't yet our page is facebook.com slash podcast. so I think that brings us to the end of the show. Katie, do you have a quote for us? I do. Um, I wanted to find something tonight that talked about competition and kind of encouraging your competition. And I stumbled upon this quote. It says, it is not up to me whether I win or lose. Ultimately, this might not be my day. And that is the philosophy towards sports, something that I really, truly live by. I'm emotional. I want to win. I am hungry. I am a competitor. I have that fire. 
but deep down I truly enjoy the art of competing so much more than the result and that was by Apollo Ono and I think for people who know me well they're probably surprised that I'm not more competitive when it comes to running because (laughs) I'm so competitive in like every other aspect of my life but for me running is truly the journey you know and take for example our race that we got to do together in Savannah by far the slowest run that any of us have ever done but we were still there to do it together and still had a blast running and, and enjoying the experience together so for me it's that art of competing that is what I enjoy about running, not just coming in first or maybe getting a place in an age group if I'm lucky. You know, th- yeah, that's nice, but I really enjoy just that I am able to do these races. That's awesome. I love that yeah. quote. Yeah. Very nice. Thanks. That's it for episode 84 of season three. Join us in January for our New Year's resolution show. If you have any comments, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, tweet to at runnergirlsshow, call the hotline at 207-200-3297, and follow us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Listen to us at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.